the fire, Nicole? Two. <laughs> welcome to Monday's show of the Mike Davis Show with Mike Davis and Amanda. Amanda, welcome to the show. Hey, everybody. We have all kinds of fun stuff to talk about and an ethical dilemma question, which mm-hmm. we think you guys will probably have as much fun with as we had with yeah. a minute and a half ago when we brought it up. <laughs> and then we also have five questions, um, which we'll, uh, we've got for you guys today. So all kinds of really fun things. And yeah. Another right. Hey, Jim, welcome back. Jim is our fact checker and all knower of all information. So I'm very happy to have Jim back. All right. Gina's watching with us. Janet, Catherine, lots of fun. I love you guys. You guys are all awesome. And anytime you guys send notes and messages, we greatly appreciate it. We do. All right. uh, Powell Heating Air Conditioning, their dedication to customer service is evident in everything they do. From the moment they answer your call until the time they leave your home, they are working to make you comfortable and confident about the care and service that you receive. With a fleet of over 10 trucks and a 15,000 square foot warehouse stocked with parts and equipment, Powell is ready to serve you around the clock. And they do mean around the clock, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. That includes nights, weekends, and holidays. And they have been a local-owned family business since uh, for 36 years. Yeah. Very close to 40 now because we've been doing this ad read mm-hmm. a while. So, yes. Need so to pa- check. I know. I'm at okay. to double check that. Powell Heating and Air. Give them a call. 794-2665. I have the Tringali family of restaurants. They own Carmelo's Pizzeria and also 123 Burger House. So, Carmelo's Pizzeria. Boasted, voted best pizza nine years in a row. That is a big point to boast. They've got New York style brick oven pizza, salads, subs, wings, and now the Burger House, which also serves brick oven pizza. They have burgers, chicken, wing salads, ice cream. Both restaurants provide dine in, takeout, and delivery service through Bite Squad. Or Grubhub. So get your dinner from Carmelo's Pizzeria or 123 Burger House if you're not planning on cooking, which I'm not planning on cooking tonight. So Tringali family, I might be coming to see you. I also have Ward Medical Services. Locally, Luckily, I don't have a need to see Ward Family Services right now. They are the only local family-owned medical equipment supplier in the St. Johns County area. They are trusted by local doctors and hospitals and have been for over 22 years. Ward Medicals should be your first call for everything from wheelchairs to home oxygen and sleep therapy equipment and supplies. Stop by their local showroom at 2435 US 1, just south of Walmart in the Lewis Point Plaza. You can also call them at 904-794-9600, Monday through Friday, 925. From our home to yours, Ward Medical Services. All right, and it's that time. I love this ad because it's just so much fun and it's interactive with all of you. I can hear you screaming it yeah. over over the internet. Land title of America, whether you realize it or not, when you refinance the sale or purchase of a home or you buy one, there's a title company involved. Don't get stuck with some out-of-town title company that doesn't give a crap when you're faced with challenges. Stay local and choose Land Title of America. Just call or text Stephen Collins, 904-501-4481. I actually accidentally almost called him instead of my wife one day. I read his number so often. Uh, he specializes in all types of real estate transactions. Land Title, your local title company, ensuring America's land one title at a time because... They give a crap. Yes, they do. And we we give a crap that they give a crap. 
because they're great sponsors. Maybe here. one of our five questions should be, have you ever accidentally said I love you when hanging up the phone to someone that you really shouldn't Okay, it just became you. a five question. Yes, the I love you hang up. Accidental I love you. To yes. Or yes. Or X. Yep, that's it. Amanda uh, apparently accidentally said it to Louie one day. What? what? <laughs> you never that. Wait, which Louie? oh <laughs> uh, we're in so much trouble today darcy's not, darcy's not here today so i know she's not i know i'm good i know that yeah we pretty much say anything and, and we'll be okay celebrating well so. and and we'll I'll go, i won't go home today and get the i listened to the five minutes of your show where somehow Barbara Jean and Bobby got you talking about strippers. So, no, we won't be doing that today. Darcy was so happy that I started sitting in with you more often, <laughs> thinking that I would have a good good impression and effect uh, on you and your subject matter. And no. she's very disappointed in me. It's not, it's not you. We're giving the audience what they want. That's our problem. We're giving the audience that we love what they want. We are in the service industry. Right? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Very narrow scope of the service Oh, <laughs> that's just too good. That is just too good. All right. Um, how was your weekend? I had a good weekend. I had a lot of work to catch up on. It's been it's been crazy at my house for like a month. And so I'm hoping that last weekend was kind of the end of the just absolute insanity. And we can kind of chill out a little bit. So that's... So you're ready to kind of chill out. The homeschooling's over. Um, um, it's it's coming to a close. We're completing one subject at a time, so our school day is getting shorter and shorter. My kids were done with school today by 11 o'clock. Yes. And that's always a good day when you're just like, I had to do some work. I have uh, a reading assignment that I have to do. And mm-hmm. so I'm I'm working and the kids are just having fun, chilling out. Like, mom's got work to do, and we don't. Yep, getting in the summer energy. Have you heard the party on at all from them? So, (laughs) we're, like, in the sweet spot for my kids because school isn't super hard right now, but we're not officially on summer break, and they get summer checklists that they have to do every day so that Mm -hmm. they can earn. I I don't want my kids just sitting at home watching TV. No, no. Or a podcast. What a waste of time that would be. Tragic. (laughs) So I don't want them doing that all day. And so we have summer checklists. And they have have certain cleaning things they have to do every day. They have certain creative things they have to do every day. They have to read a certain amount. They have to go outside and exercise and play um, before they can earn their sitting like a sack of potatoes on the couch time. And so there's summer checklists. That's when summer is official. Those come out after Memorial Day. And so they're just riding out the I can be done with school before lunchtime and not have to do the summer checklist. Mm -hmm. So we're in the sweet spot right now where they and they know that if they start fighting, then I start assigning cleaning chores. Yeah. And so they're very agreeable. They worked out their problems yeah. without having to argue because they don't want the eye of Sauron. No. Like, hey, it's pretty messy in your bathroom. Why yeah. don't you get in there and clean it? These floors need to be mopped. 
yeah, they did mop the floor at the beginning of the weekend because there was an awful lot of fighting over television, televisions, and video games and whatever. Yeah. So if you fight, that stuff goes away. Yeah, it's that really stuff simple. Goes away yeah. and you get manual labor. In my if house. you <laughs> if you get along, you're fine. We we had some cousins that the kids would go visit, uh, and we would have to detox mm-hmm. them on the way home. Yeah. Like, yes, that's how they talk to one another. We do not talk to one mm-hmm. another that way, and you will stop. And if you yeah. don't, you will all, you know, you'll be grounded, you'll be grounded, blah, blah, blah. And, mm-hmm. you know, the little one was like, I didn't do anything. We're like, yeah, we'll probably just ground you anyway, just because. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. My parents had very strict rules with me as to um, naughty words. So, like the um, George Carlin words you can't say on TV, I, we were not uh, allowed to say. And, but it would, it went pretty far, and I, hated it and fought it and argued when I was a kid and now I do the same thing with my kids. You fight and argue with them over them using guns? I don't allow them to use the same words that I was not allowed to Uh use. And when they say like, this is a terrible idea, where'd you come up with this? I point to Gigi, who is who they love. They love Gigi. (laughs) So the the kids, our kids, um, Darcy had two things. One was the soap, Mm -hmm. right? But the other, she's like, if you're going to say those words, you just go in the bathroom, you shut the door, and you say them to the toilet. Because mm-hmm. those are toilet words. Yeah. And usually after a few minutes, they get bored with it, and they uh-huh. come back down and like, I don't want to go in there and have to do that. I'm, I'm good with that. Yeah. But one day, uh, and I will not name which child it was, was playing with his little guys, and he was probably only about five or six or so, and they were just cussing each other. <laughs> and she's like, I'm just going to let that one go. I'm just going to let that she, one go. She was nice, and she let it go. <laughs> Whereas we're at my grandmother's house um, mm-hmm. and my grandmother and grandfather are at work and it's just my mom, my brother yeah, yeah. and she had made breakfast for us and she's like in the bathroom washing her face, like getting dressed, putting on her makeup, whatever. We can't see her and we're in a different house and we yeah. feel like she's so far away yeah. and my brother tricks me. Mm. Do you remember in Back to the Future when Doc Brown keeps looking at his clock yeah. and it's getting closer and closer to time and every time he looks at his clock he says damn yeah damn damn yeah like he just keeps saying it over and over again yes my brother and i were big into quoting movie lines and i learned with beetlejuice that not every movie line is permissible to quote yeah (laughs) some of you might be guessing which line that is in beetlejuice Mm -hmm. so my brother's like you do such a good job with doc brown you should do that and so he like gets me to do it like big up in me like you do this so great and so i do it performing for my big brother and we're giggling because i'm saying a word we're not supposed to say and well my mom's just like i don't even know if she's 20 feet away and she's hearing the whole thing except that she's just hearing me emphatically say the word not my brother encouraging me and telling me emphatically say the word and so who gets their mouth washed out with soap this kid does your brother laugh the entire time I would have laughed hysterically. I was giving him, like, snitches get stitches. Yes. Like, I tried the, yeah. he told me to. It didn't work. Oh, no, no, no. Parents see through that all the time. Yeah. Well, she didn't She didn't care. So I get my mouth washed out. Nothing happens to my big brother, the golden child, the favorite. And he's, like, laughing at me. Yeah. Yeah. It's the only time I ever got my mouth washed out. I, I didn't, but I probably should have. I was in college. I came home. Uh, my brother was a senior in high school. Uh, mm-hmm. The oldest, the, the, the ones a year younger. And we were downstairs talking one night. We probably had a couple of drinks. Uh, Mom and dad were upstairs. 
And I said, have you heard this really cool song that just came out? <laughs> the roof. The roof. The roof is on fire. <laughs> we don't need no water. Uh, yes. That's it. That's the rest of it. Don't scuff it. Me. Yes. And so my dad came down the next morning and said, it was everything I could do to keep your mom from coming down here and burning you down. It's like, point taken. I will remember that your bedroom is above the... He said, you didn't have to yell it eight yeah. times. Once was enough. What's funny is... Yeah. <laughs> I got my mouth washed out for quoting that movie, and now I just did it mm -hmm. on a podcast that my mom watches that yeah. will be archived. Yes. <laughs> I know. Well, Darcy, there she is. <laughs> well, I saw her commenting. So Darcy one time, um, <sighs> her, her brother had a, a knife, mm -hmm. a kitchen knife, and she went to grab the knife. She grabbed the sharp end, and he pulled away, right? Or she pulled away, <sighs> and it cut her hand. Yeah. So her, her dad walks in. She's bleeding. Alex is holding a bloody knife. <laughs> He got the living tar beat out of him. It's all her fault. She'll tell you to this day. It's yeah. completely my fault. Yeah. So, yeah. Evidently, I blew a very big soap bubble, and my mom struggled hard. Oh, uh, I know. Face. You're disciplining kids, and they're so funny, and you're like, yeah. I can't laugh. I can't laugh. If yeah. I laugh, this ruins this. Okay. And my kids have gotten very funny, and so every now and again, you'll ask them, like why they did it or mm -hmm. you know you'll be scolding them for something and they'll give some justification that's hilarious and it's so hard so like my son made a joke the other day yes because i'll write on the kids while they're doing mm -hmm. school like i'll be checking on their work and then i'll like put a smiley face on them with the pen yeah and like the rule is you can't write on someone's face you can't write on someone if they don't want you i'm to. glad there are rules about writing on people rules. so we do have our school's a little crazy um so yeah i i asked my son if i could or um i was doing something and i made a joke about writing on his arm and he was like well i just need to go grab that sharpie over there i want to write on your face and i was like well you can't write on my face what are you planning on writing and he was like, oh, I was going to write failure and then tell you that I saw failure all over your face. And I'm, so I made this whole big deal. You called me a failure. I did a total like female reaction. to yes. I can't believe you called me a failure. And like we're going out someplace and I was going to get you guys a treat. But now you don't get it because you called me a failure. So when I finally end up telling my husband this, I... Gavin called me a failure. I don't think he deserves dessert. And I mean, they did get the treat, like all of them did. Oh, I didn't yeah. actually punish it. It's funny. But I was just being dramatic because I'm dramatic. And so he. We've noticed on this show. He explains the calling mom a failure infraction. Really? And the, the girls had picked up on it also. So we were all being very dramatic about how Gavin had uh, called me a failure. And Gavin explains it. And Louis and my mom bust out laughing. And I was like, stop laughing. You're and helping you're him. It. You're helping him. You're ruining this whole thing. I had this worked out. Mm -hmm. All right. By the way, our Pete Melfi burger check. Pete Melfi stock market. Stock mar the stock market was down 55 points, but I think Friday it oh, went no. up. So let's see year to date. Yeah. Um, it started out year to date at 32,899. It is 33,000. So, uh, but the, when the burger, when the burger make its debut, um, oh wait, I'm sorry. I take that back. Yeah. Uh, January 19th, 17th, 16th. I'm, I'm going backwards here. 
back fast as I can way scroll back. back in way time. Uh, 33, 147 was December 30th. So it's right. just slightly higher. All right. It's going in the right it's direction. It's going in the right direction. Even though it's going down, it was yes. going in the right direction. So we just want the Pete Melfi burger not to tank the stock market. Yes. Sometimes these things happen. All right. Um, <laughs> we talked about uh, kids. Did your Barbies ever have a fight where they were cussing at each other? Did you ever have a Barbie fight where it was no. like something out of Housewives? Because my big brother tricked me and I got the punishment. So, so you I never, never dumb enough for that. Your Barbies were always CIA agents and it was killed. At that point, it was no longer, <laughs> um, I'm going to try and push the envelope on my parents' property. <laughs> yeah, I will go off property to say the things that I want to say. Yes. All right. Also, uh, Friday was a great day. Uh, we got our fourth uh, child, Matthew, graduated from Florida State. Congrats. So very, very excited about that. That's fantastic. Um, so yeah, so it's awesome. I, I feel a little less um, economic. Um, <laughs> economically uh, depressed? I feel a little less economically <laughs> depressed. So yes. Well, congratulations <laughs> to you and your wallet. Yes, I'm, I'm very happy that they we've got all four out of college. I'm also very shocked that I'm that old. Mm-hmm. Ethan is four years older than Matt, and he was sending pictures to his college buddies. Mm-hmm. They graduated four years ago, and they're all like, what? Matt graduated? Oh, my God, I feel so old. <laughs> Your little brother is out of college. What happened yeah. to the years, right? Like, you guys are rookies, man. Yeah. And, of course, somebody out there was like 70 going, yeah, you don't you don't get it. In fact, a, a guy that was a surfer, I was explaining about a, a slight injury. I have. He's like, yeah. I said, I just woke up, and then all of a sudden it hurt. He said, yeah, that's what happens when you get older, yeah. and it gets worse. And I was you like, oh, gee, thanks. Taking a nap. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yep. Barbara Jean, some people are more influential than the president. That is true. So I know you're thinking that, that only the but Pete Melfi could have a, a huge positive impact on the stock market. Yeah. Much more so than some of these pretenders that are out there. Today. Yeah. Because he's an actual real person who cares. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I put a lot of that on Pete. He's a lot more influential than the president. Because <laughs> we all watch him and believe him. That is true. <laughs> Pick either not one you want. We're, not that we're saying anything about anybody. Oh, no, not at all. I mean, half the people would believe one guy. Half the people would believe the other guy. Well, I say half. Probably now it's down to 40% would believe each one. Mm-hmm. There's a healthy 20% in the middle that thinks it's all just BS. Yeah. They don't believe so, anybody. No, no, not anybody. Nobody. <laughs> All right, we got. Um, We've got I, so much to talk about. We do have so much to talk about. We got some really good questions because mm-hmm. I did come up with the other three based on some of the stuff you told me. All right. So I, I have. Um, we, we got a couple of things to kind of talk about, um, but a philosophical question. Okay. All right. So your input is muchly needed as our listeners, right? <laughs> um, so we got talking on May the fourth last Thursday. Mm-hmm. Before everybody forgot about what we talked about because they celebrated Cinco de Mayo on Friday and that Saturday and Sunday, <laughs> right? So in Star Trek, there's mm-hmm. the one big scene where Spock kills himself in the second movie, third movie, second movie. Mm, I think it's, Rathacon, which it's would have gone. been the second. Yeah, the second. So, so anyway, the, the talk about which is more important, the needs of the many or the needs of the one. Mm-hmm. So I got thinking about that today. I was driving between job sites and I was kind of thinking about, well, what do we talk about today? So I was really kind of curious where you fall on that because there's certain arguments i'm like no 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 the group is right mm-hmm. and there are certain arguments like no it doesn't matter what the group says this is an individual thing and they should mm-hmm. and then i got thinking you does everybody sort of fall on both sides of that argument where you no matter how hard you try you can't get in one camp all the time 
I don't know. Because there are things that society is like, oh, yeah, that's okay. Mm-hmm. And as an individual, you have to go, yeah, no, I, I don't think that's, no, no, I disagree with that. Mm-hmm. And then there's other times you're like, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm for everybody making that decision. And that one person is just wrong. Mm-hmm. So I don't know where you fall into that. So I don't like the idea of collective salvation. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not big into um, not big into the needs of the many over the needs of the one. I feel like once you lose the importance of the individual, then it's only a matter of time before you lose the importance of the group. Okay. So in that context, and this is a huge spoiler alert if any of you are planning on watching um, The Last of Us. Okay. You should stop for a second. But in The Last of Us, and this is your warning. Don't leave. Just turn your volume down. Just turn your volume down for a second. But in The Last of Us, there's a child that is escorted all the way across the country Mm -hmm. who's supposed to be the savior of humanity from this virus. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, they're just going to take her blood. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, no, no. Uh, that the what we need is deep in her brain and we're gonna have to do brain surgery and we're just she's gonna have to die mm. and so the character that has pedro pascal's character who's traveled with her all the way across has mm. to decide do i let them kill her so that maybe she can save humanity mm-hmm. or do i kill a bunch of people in here and get her free so that i save her this is isn't it pascal's wager which is interesting that the actor the actor's name is the, yes maybe that's why they hired him <laughs> Maybe. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like that was the argument with stem cells is that, you know, these are, there was the outlawing of embryonic stem cells under George W. Bush and um, Michael J. Fox, who was big in the news, and we just mentioned one of his movies in my story, um, that he made a big emotional plea. He and Christopher Reeves made a big emotional plea against the banning of embryonic stem cells in research. Mm-hmm. And George W. Bush, if I remember correctly, did this fairly early into his eight years of presidency. So that ended up giving a solid five years of research capability before it could be overturned by Obama, which I don't know whether or not he did or I can't remember right now. If he, he did. did. Um, but what they ended up like figuring Dave out... Too. What they ended up figuring out was that embryonic stem cells are actually really terrible for the kind of research that we're doing and for the kind of work that we're trying to do. You're actually far more likely to get cancer if you utilize treatments based on embryonic stem stem cells. And so, but because they protected the rights of the individual, they ended up making a far superior discovery. Mm-hmm. So I would say in this case, they're probably, that's the shortcut. And once that gets removed from the table, then there's probably another way. So you're killing superior. the kid or you're not killing the kid? I'm not killing the kid. You're not killing the kid. Okay. Find another way. So Pascal's uh, character did not either. Yeah. I wouldn't have. I'd be like, no. Uh-uh. First of all, it's science that got us here, mm-hmm. and then you're telling me science is going to fix that, and you guys have less equipment and less technology five years into this fungus issue they were dealing with, mm-hmm. and I'm like, no, I'm just going to save the kid. I we'll, am we'll legend from there. did more to destroy my faith in researchers and medical advancements than I, I got it. anything I got to tell you, I am legend is not as good 
And I need Jim and... I am legend traumatized me. I need Jim and Bobby and all the other people. I am legend was a bad knockoff of the... um, Mm -hmm. It was uh, a remake. Yeah, what was the, the name of it? Something Man, and I'm trying to remember. The Omega Man or something. The Omega Man. Okay. Thank you very much before Jim could time <laughs> in on that. The Omega Man with yeah. Charlton Heston, and it was a great movie, mm-hmm. and so, yes. Now, I, I I agree with you and a lot of our, our listeners. I think the individual, um, I think that's why we have individual rights. If mm-hmm. the individual makes a decision, hey, I'm willing to sacrifice myself for the whole, mm-hmm. that's one thing. Uh, when the whole tells you, hey, as an individual, you have to sacrifice yourself, Mm-hmm. Um, you no longer have any rights left. Yeah. And when you don't have any rights left, it's only a matter of time before, no matter what group you're in or think you're in, mm-hmm. when all of a sudden you're on the outs. Yeah. I mean, we so have this. Regine makes that comment yeah. that Scott <laughs> chooses to sacrifice himself. Yes. If you respect the rights of the individual, and if someone is of sound mind and body, they can make that choice themselves. Yes. They can make the choice to sacrifice themselves mm-hmm. for the good, but. As you were just mentioning, the second you give a group the right to vote on whether or not we kill that person to save all of us or yes. to benefit all of us yeah. in one way, yeah. then all individual rights are gone. Yes. It is only a matter of time before that group is eating its own. Mm-hmm. You can't give the wolves the right to vote on lunch when it's a pack of wolves and a sheep. Or a chicken. Or a chicken. Or a a baby or whatever. No, we just kind of went through this a little bit a few years ago, right? Where people were saying, hey, you have to do something mm-hmm. in order to save other groups, mm-hmm. right? And in some cases, the other group might have been the elderly. Mm-hmm. Like, well, wait a minute, I haven't lived to be their age, but I'm supposed to do something mm-hmm. that maybe won't let me get to their age. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. We don't know. I'm trying to figure that out, right? I'm, uh, Did is you that- notice a shocking lack of polls? Opinion polls done of members of the uh, elderly, whether it. they wanted Polings. to be legally forced to sequester in their homes uh, away from their families and trade off. Because enough. all the old people I know, yeah. I won't say all of them, I would say 80% of the higher risk category that I mm-hmm. know that I had conversations with yeah. are like, I've lived my life. I only have so many years left. Don't lock me away from my family. I'd rather see my family and die in a month than not see my family for the next however long. And and, and see, I, we saw it on both sides and we dealt with a lot of the public during that yeah. time period. And I just tell people, hey, um, tell me what your rules are in your house and I'll abide by your rules in your house. Right? Mm-hmm. Tell us how you want to handle this and we'll deal with it. Mm-hmm. And there were people I didn't see for several years because they just said, hey, we're going to sequester ourselves and we're going to be away from it. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. That's your decision. Mm-hmm. We'll text. We'll call. We'll do whatever you want to do. I, I get that. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it, it's, it tore families apart over mm-hmm. that decision, right? You're not doing Absolutely. it the way I... Yeah. And so, I, you know, anyway, very interesting. Mm-hmm. I know that all of our listeners would have done exactly what Spock did. Jim has a question. Yes. Does it apply to the death penalty for criminal actions? See, I think there, if you if you take someone else's life in a heinous, horrible way, mm-hmm. right, I, I don't know that you have a right to hang around, right? And I'm a very, um, I'm a very forgiveness-based person, mm-hmm. um, and I can forgive that person spiritually, but I don't think we want our society to be populated by people who have no regard for anyone else's human life. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, so I look at some of these guys like a Ted Bundy and these serial mm-hmm. killers, um, people that go out and do, um, you know, heinous crimes. Mm-hmm. I, I have, I have no sympathy for them whatsoever. They made a choice. Um, I can for, you know, someone can forgive you. Maybe the victims, families can forgive mm-hmm. you, but there's a price for that. And if society doesn't have that price, I don't think society holds together. 
we are seeing that mm-hmm. in a certain degree in some of our big cities right mm-hmm. now, right where the the guardrails and the police have been taken out of play, mm-hmm. or they don't want to come into play. They've been neutered. To Citizens the are having to do things mm-hmm. like the subway, uh, the subway group, incident. right? And you have this subway incident. Had the city acted? Had they cleaned up the city? Had they? given this person on the subway that had been arrested at one time or given mental health treatment. He had been arrested over 40 times, Mm -hmm. if I'm remembering correctly. So had they just prosecuted Mm -hmm. and he had received either mental health treatment behind bars Mm -hmm. or been incarcerated, whatever, then he wouldn't have been there to attack someone and say, I'm going to die today. Yeah. And so I don't think it's intellectually inconsistent to say that in respecting individual rights, you have to acknowledge that if someone is taking someone's life, their golden rule, you treat others the way you want to be treated. If you are taking somebody else's life, you have told us how you want to be treated. Your life is on the table. You're saying that... I want everyone to treat me up to and including the way I treated other people. So I don't think it's intellectually dishonest to say that those who take life can have their lives taken. Yeah. I think we should be very careful with that. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I, I, I completely agree. Jim, does that answer your question? Uh, maybe we'll see. Maybe we'll see. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, other items that are up. There was a, a really interesting there's a couple interesting articles one um i would tell you guys to keep an eye on um banking yeah right so i i'm not a fatalist i'm not this guy that comes on and tells you hey this is the end of the war i'm not that person right mm-hmm. i just tell you to keep an eye on it the thing that i think is interesting and the thing that scares me a little bit about our current crisis mm-hmm. is that the bigger institutions are getting bigger mm-hmm. and they are being propped up by the government mm-hmm and the smaller, more regional institutions, even if they're in good shape, are struggling, mm-hmm. right? And in my lifetime, I've watched this happen twice in the banking industry. So um, the SNL crisis of the late 80s, early 90s, mm-hmm. the federal government changed the rules overnight. Yeah. They, they said, you know, uh, on Monday, if you have this many deposits, you're liquid and you're a good savings and loan. Mm-hmm. On Friday... Right, we changed the rules. Now you have to have this, and if you don't have it by the following Monday, we're shutting you down. Mm-hmm. We, we're going to take care of every potential savings and loan that might go under by taking under not just the bad ones but the good ones. Mm-hmm. Um, Security First Federal Savings and Loan was a great savings and loan in this area. Um, I had money in it. We were actually working for them at the time. They were a growing bank, um, our savings and loan, and they were put out of business overnight. Mm-hmm. Right, and that was all in the guise of we're going to fix banking in the two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. Um, mortgage and subprime loan crisis, I really think the big banks saw an opportunity, went to the federal government and said, here is a stack, start from about 10 feet below my hand, of rules and regulations, and if you just enforce these, this will never happen again. Mm-hmm. Knowing full well that they could afford the cost of that compliance, mm-hmm. but that the smaller banks couldn't afford the cost of that compliance, thereby using the federal government to put their competition out of business yeah. so that they could do what they want to do. I'm not so sure that right now you have some of those big banks looking at that same thing going, hey, we have an opportunity to get rid of these smaller regional guys. And I think the smaller regional banks serve a huge purpose 
um, in this country for for businesses and individuals who are looking for an alternative. Absolutely. And and in most cases, want a decision that will be made closer to home mm-hmm. than some home office seven states away mm-hmm. from some lone person you'll never meet or never know. Yeah. So, yeah. So I lived through both of those crises as well, but I was young enough when the savings and loan crisis happened that I was wondering what the big problem was with the show SNL. Because I just kept every, I just kept hearing <laughs> SNL, yes. SNL, SNL, and I was like, man, all these politicians and news people are really mad at the show. I wonder yeah. what they did. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. That was my experience with that. But I agree. I mean, what they do with these giant banks and protecting the giant banks at the expense of the smaller banks. Mm-hmm. It just indicates to customers like, oh, if you want, if you have large finances and you want a place to put it, definitely don't put it in your small banks because we're not going to protect those guys. We're going to let them fall on their face should we make decisions with our big corporatist interests that destroy these small banks. We're going to let those fall and you're going to lose all your money, but definitely put it in with our big mega donors and we'll protect your cash there. Yeah, I just don't like centralized authority in pretty much anything. Yeah. I, I would have been right there with the founding fathers and all that. And the older so I've gotten, the less centralized authority. Do you over the needs of the money? No, I just think it's, <laughs> it's I, I'll, we'll save more people that way. Mm-hmm. Right? Anytime you have a, a collective government that it wants to become the mom and dad of its citizens, mm-hmm. I just think the citizens are on their way out. Mm-hmm. Right. We're going to take care of you. Well, you haven't taken care of a lot of other things. Well, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, if the federal government told me I'm going to take care of you. Look, we've been in business for 250 plus years mm-hmm. and we have a balanced budget. Look, we have this type of military and look, our roads are perfect. And whenever you give us a dollar in taxes, you get a dollar and 10 return on your investment because we manage this and we're such good mm-hmm. stewards. If they were had that storyline to sell yeah. me, right. That that return on investment, mm-hmm. I'd be like, well, maybe you guys have a point. They don't. They don't. They're not even close, Mm-mm. right? And every day, if you're a small business owner, you're fighting against some government rule or regulation that somebody put in place, and some of them are well-meaning people trying to fix a problem, mm-hmm. not understanding they were just causing another problem. Yeah. And they're gone, and now I've got the rest of my life to deal with this problem you created for me. Yeah. Without solving the original issue. Mm-hmm. Without ever going back, and to Jim's point, finding the person that caused the original problem, mm-hmm. punishing them, making them jump through all the hoops from now on, yeah. it's everybody else that has to jump There's through There's not hoops. a single banker that yeah. was charged or in any way punished for 2008. Yeah. There's not a single one. No. And there was a lot of malfeasance yeah. and potential crimes that could be punishable. So Jim's question about the FDIC ensuring accounts excessive standard stated limits. Um Look, I, they they crossed the line with the Silicon Valley, the federal government. Did, that right? was sort of what I was referencing in that they showed, okay, well, if it hurts us or if it hurts our friends, then we'll ensure additional monies. We don't want Kira Sedgwick to cry. We don't want Sharon Stone to cry the, about her finances. There was a lot of investment money in that bank. Yeah. Um, I talked to somebody familiar with the industry. They said that the, the bank grew astronomically, mm-hmm. right? So at, early on, when they were at one regulatory level, their regulatory compliance officer resigned, mm-hmm. right? quit, moved somewhere else. 
They didn't hire another one for 11 months. Mm -hmm. Now, whether they were looking and couldn't find the right, but in that meantime, without a compliance officer, they broke through two more levels mm-hmm. of compliance, right? Hey, you now have this many deposits. Hey, you got, you got to do this, this. They had nobody in-house watching it. Mm-hmm. And the feds were like, yeah, there might be an issue over that, but they didn't go look, right? Yeah. So, you know, to me, if it's an investment firm acting as a bank, mm-hmm. that's a little different. But right now, you've set the precedent. You're now going to cover all deposits mm-hmm. in all banks. I think the way to have fixed that would have been a couple of years ago to have raised those limits again. At one time, I think it was a hundred thousand dollars per mm-hmm. investor. I think it's up to two fifty now. You know, it might be time to kind of change that. I haven't looked at what a hundred thousand dollars when they first started that or whatever the limit was. Yeah. And and you look at the cost of inflation over time, what that amount equals to mm-hmm. today. But maybe it ought to be rising on an index, and yeah. and every few years it automatically readjusts itself. Okay. Maybe right. Maybe maybe. Um, the other reason we you kind of hyperinflation then. Yeah. Even at the limits that we're at right now, that yeah. might start affecting the the average bank customer. Jim, if you want to talk about somebody cherry picking who gets what money that's taken from you and me, um, it is five thirty eight. Uh, you and I will be here till tomorrow at about midnight because there's a lot of things that get taken from you and me and used for mm-hmm. things that we would never use it for. Yeah, ever in the whole history of ever. Yeah. All right. Um, it is Monday. It's 20 minutes left in the show. Oh, wow. We are endeavoring to get through five questions. All in one show? All in one show. We're going to make an effort at it. I'm not sure we're going to 100% get there because some of these are pretty good. We might want to lead with five questions from here on out. No, 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 no. I like the fact that we're under pressure. I like the pressure aspect right. of this. Okay. You've got two questions. You I go do. first. You pick one of yours. All right. So. I will ask you, what is the title of your autobiography? All right, so I I hope um, I, I'm involved in a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, I've jokingly said uh, when I get to the gates, hopefully I get to the gates where St. Peter is, right? Um, that they look at St. Peter looks at me and says, uh, we only gave you this many days. Mm-hmm. How did you get all of this done? Mm-hmm. Right? And and I would be like, well, I worked really hard and I tried to get a lot of things done. Because mm-hmm. I multitask a lot. Uh, I think I'm successful on a lot of it. Some of it I fail at. Okay. Not perfect. But I, the title of my book would be, how did you get that done in that many days? Okay. Right? How did you get that done? Because there's a lot of people I think that are very, 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 very successful. But they focus on one thing. Mm-hmm. And I've always liked juggling a bunch of other things. Okay. So that's me. That's you? What about you? I'm sorry I tried. <laughs> With me or with the question? That's the title of my autobiography. <laughs> I'm sorry. I tried. <laughs> I'm sorry. I tried. I don't know. See, I, I think that's uh, that's very good. Underselling it? <laughs> you might be. I don't know that I could do that, right? I mean, I, I, I see what you're saying. Right? I'm sorry. I tried. Yep. The problem is I would look at people and go, hey, I was doing everything I wanted to do. So, yeah, yeah. I yeah, mine would be, sorry. I tried. <laughs> right. well, it might be the same words in a different tone. Read it with whatever inflection you would like. <laughs> yes. Read it with whatever inflection. Hey, I tried, bud. <laughs> Sorry, bud. I tried. You just have to read There's the book. so much you could do with it. Oh, you just my have to gosh. Read the book to yeah. figure out what kind of inflection I intended. <laughs> All right. Um, let's do. So uh, I like Bobby's. I'll get to it later, <laughs> including writing it. <laughs> Is that going to be like Michael Knowles' blank book? We yes. can have that published right now, Bobby. <laughs> All right, so you asked a good one, um, and, the and, and I stole it from you, and I put it on my list over here because you didn't right. write it down. Last I didn't night. write it down. <laughs> so have you ever been talking to someone, mm-hmm. 
and you start to tell them I love you, mm-hmm. and it's not a loved one. Uh-huh. It's a coworker. It's somebody you know, mm-hmm. um, and you start to say it because you, you're you're thinking of your spouse. You're thinking of someone else, mm-hmm. and you start to give the I love you hang up, or you actually say I love you to someone, and you're like, oh, I forgot who I was talking to. Ah, uh, yes, yes, I did. Recently? No. So like my yesterday? Job, my first job was at TGI Fridays. And we had this elaborate answer that we had to give when the yes. phone rang. So we had to have it picked up, I think, by the second or third ring, no later, or we were in trouble. And we had to answer with this elaborate greeting. Mm-hmm. So I give this elaborate greeting, and our very gruff and condescending owner interrupts the greeting that he requires me to do so that he can make some demand of me and it threw me off my guard and he's just issuing and i'm just writing down one thing after another after another that he wants he wants to go orders he wants table saved for the next day like uh, this whole laundry list of things and so by the end of it he's like you got that and i was like yes sir and i don't know if it was the yes sir that triggered it but he's like all right and I said, love you, bye. And then I hang up and I'm like, that dude hates me. Yeah. Because that's a whole other story. But he hated me. And I just told him, I love you. Goodbye. <laughs> I, I would have been like, I wonder if she's leaving right now. I wonder if there's, yeah. So I'm sorry I tried. <laughs> yeah. So, so first of all, I tell a lot of people that I love them, right? I, uh-huh. I have a lot of really close friends. I'm very blessed by that. I'm yeah. honored to have them. Um, and I don't think saying that is, I mean, I always felt like life is too short. If you have something you want to say to someone, you mm-hmm. should say it. Don't wait a year or a minute or a second. If, if you have something and you care about someone, let them know that you do. They might need that, yeah. right? They might need that, that mm-hmm. affirmation that day. And so I, I always kind of feel that way. Um, but I have a couple of times been like in the middle of it and I can usually save it because mm-hmm. I'll start. I like, see you tomorrow, right? Okay. I like totally need I, like, you to call me I, back tomorrow because yeah. <laughs> I have something that I need to tell you then that it's going to take me 24 it, hours to figure out. <laughs> it is bad. I will say as I've gotten older, uh-huh. not as old as Bobby, but as I've gotten older, because I am middle-aged, if I'm thinking of, hey, the next person I need to call is my uh-huh. wife, and I'm like telling somebody Your goodbye as I'm thinking of Darcy, then I'm like, oh man, I really got to be careful I don't say the I love you to that. Yeah. So. Yeah. But I, I think, yeah, I think life is, you know, we have a lot of amazing people that God has put in our, in, in our paths. Mm-hmm. And if they've impacted you in a good way, you should tell them how you feel. Yes. So I just, and so I, I, I'm agreeing with, I, I tell people that all the time. Um, the pizza guy, delivery guy, was a little upset that one day. He was trying to figure out why, but I think it's I did love that he brought me the pizza. When you gave him a hug, no, no, that was when I gave him the tip. And then he looked at the tip and he's like, "He did, yeah, this all of all of that for that." I haven't tipped two and a half percent ever, ever. All right, yeah. what do you got? All right, I've got what song do you always turn off? Anything by Pat Benatar. <laughs> now, anything by Pat Benatar. But that wasn't before. Tears for Fears was another one. They yeah. had to go. Um, I'm I, I'm actually, and this is, I've never been a fan of rap. Mm-hmm. I just haven't. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's it's a it's a great vehicle for music. I mean, my kids all love the heck out of it. Mm-hmm. It's just never really hit me. It was like, part of it is I probably can't rhyme that fast, and I'm just <laughs> jealous. Because um, I don't have any rhythm, and I don't have any uh, artistic ability in that sense. But, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah, more than that, Pat Benatar. Okay. 100% more than that. Pat all right. Benatar. No Doubt and or Gwen Stefani had a song called what? Bananas. 
Oh, I, I would not, not. And there was like this whole marching band motif to the yeah. song. Yeah. And she just spelled bananas yes. over and over again, and it would get stuck in my head. Uh-huh. And I, I had quit marching band. I didn't want the vibe of it. Yeah. And now I've got this blonde girl screaming B-A-N-A-N-A-N-A, whatever, forever in my head. Like, I can't. No. So all of the, there was like, I think a late, 90s early 2000s memo that went out to like Uh black eyed peas and no doubt and gwen stefani include marching bands they did it in the grunge scene and it was cool and it drove me crazy so i would turn those off i also turn off britney spears Uh, i didn't even know she was still around hey josh i saw you commented congratulations i think he got employee of the month a couple of months in a row here josh has been doing great in his new job and I think he really likes his new job. That so, is awesome. Yeah. Congrats, Josh. Yeah. Um, no, I, there's certain artists that I just never really liked. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would always just, those would be gone. Yeah. My brother and I had this habit if, if in high school, if we were taking girls somewhere and mm-hmm. they're like, oh, I love that song, turn it up. We would turn it up. Yeah. Let them really get into singing it in the car and, and then, then just immediately turn, turn it off. off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brothers. I know, I know. We just look at each other like, oh, yeah, we got this. So, so I have an no. older brother. Yep. So I always had to sit in the back. And he had a Toyota Tercel. It was a Chrysler LeBaron and yeah. then a Toyota Tercel. And so not comfortable back seats. But he would spend a ton of money, he and his friends, on yeah. big, crazy loudspeakers. And even if they didn't have good speakers, they would turn the volume up. And they were big into Wu-Tang Clan and all kinds of rap. Mm-hmm. And so here I am, this like, I'm so offended that they're using the N-word. I'm so offended at how they're talking about women and objectifying women. And I'm trapped in the back because it's either that or ride the bus. Yeah. So I just griped and made them miserable the whole time. That's not a bad tactic. (laughs) So Darcy and I have been married so long, right? And we've been through an, an era of music and then some. Every once in a while, one of us will just like start singing a jingle or a song. Yep. And the other one will go, why? Yeah. Why? Now we <laughs> now both now we forever. both have it stuck in our head today. Yeah. Why? Why did you go? I don't know. It's just there, right? Yeah. I don't know. So all right. Uh that's all of your questions, that's right? All my questions. Okay. I had three. You only had two you had to bring to the table. All right. We got time Literally here. To the table. Okay. Um let's do the sad one first. And I'm gonna let everyone know Pete Melfi is in question five. So we have to get the question five because Pete Melfi's in there. All right. Um, Have you ever told someone you like them or you love them? This is the opposite of your question. Uh And gotten silence back. Yes. I don't need to know the details. Just the, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I've had it friendship wise where like a friend just kind of like ghosted and I was like thinking that we're best friends and like just ghosted and it's like, but like compadres i love you like what happened what happened and then yeah um i've never i'm a girl i never told a dude i love them and never first no i've told them first they always say it back though what are they gonna do not say it back and then they were afraid of you (laughs) they're afraid of me or feed them to the dolphins if i say these simple words Mm -hmm. then i get all of the rewards of being loved by a woman. <laughs> well, not all, maybe, but at least some of them. Well, I, it, so. 
I think it happens to all of us. It happens both ways, right? Yeah. I mean, you say it sometime and it just goes fine. You're like, well, that wasn't where I thought that was going. Mm -hmm. And then the other time you're like, oh, I'm just good friends with somebody. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they tell you, oh, yeah, I want to spend the rest of my life with you. Yeah. And you're like, I did not see that coming. Yeah. I did not see that in any way, shape, or form. I missed that. So I think the saddest telling someone romantically that you love them is towards the end of their relationship. When... <laughs> Because you're, it's the end. <laughs> well, no, because there comes a point when the you're ending the relationship and you're still saying I love you, but you realize that it's empty. And so they say it back, but all the meaning is devoid. And there's like an end. That's kind of the saddest. I, I would rather just not hear it than like hear that empty saying out of obligation or saying out of habit. And so that's when you have to quote this, this famous philosopher bard of mm -hmm. our time, mm -hmm. right? Who was just an, an amazing mm -hmm. philosophical musical writer uh, when he said, I'll love you till the end of time. Mm -hmm. Meatloaf. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll love you till the end of time. I really thought you were going to go my, uh, May no, the 4th. No, no, absolutely not. Say, I know. <laughs> no, no, I was not. I know. At that point, the answer becomes I know. <laughs> and then it's like, movie quote. I thought, I thought Meatloaf expressed romance a whole lot better than Harrison Ford did in all of his Star Wars movies. I mean, I would rather be romanced by Harrison Ford and... Star Wars yeah, but I think Meatloaf, Meatloaf really. I think Meatloaf really expressed a, a vibe in that song, especially if we're like picking characters played by these two men. Yeah, I would much rather be romanced by Han Solo or Indiana Jones, even knowing it's going to be temporary, than Bob's got bitch tits. I know. <laughs> Is that the answer you wanted? <laughs> All right, our last question. We got plenty of time Hopefully for people this. People got the the Bob reference, and, and we need a lot of input back on this. All right. All right. So last week we had a question about Pete Melfi, mm -hmm. and I thought, you know, this Pete Melfi thing, maybe we can run with this a couple of weeks. All right. So I I was watching a Marvel movie that I did not go see in the movie theaters. Okay. Like taking like three days to watch it, which tells you how into the You're movie so I am. Right? Into it, I'm so into it. I'm watching it over three days. Mm -hmm. um, but I got to think. I was watching it. If Pete Melfi was a Marvel movie character, which Marvel movie character would he be? I mean, obviously he's a hero, right? He's mm -hmm. not a villain. So, which Marvel superhero would Pete Melfi be? Mm -hmm. And you got to kind of, I mean, I got thinking about it. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, I thought a little bit, well, he's a journalist. She throw the Spider-Man in there, mm -hmm. right? Which I, I think Pete kind of beats the Spider-Man theme mm -hmm. because every time something good happened to Spider-Man personally, his, his superhero life was bad yeah. and vice versa. But Pete Melfi's life is just a dream. I mean, he starts this 904 Now Network, right. and so I don't think he can be Spider-Man. I just don't think he can. Mm -hmm. And plus, he owns the network uh -huh. versus being a beat reporter that was getting paid $5 for pictures of Spider-Man, right? So I don't think it, it, it was that. Barbara Jean wants to be romanced by Chewbacca. So I went to, um, I met Chewbacca at Disney years and years ago, the last time we took the kids. Yes. And we took them to the Star Wars experience. And I had an overwhelming emotional reaction to getting to hug Chewbacca. Like, I cried and giggled, and it was stupid, and I didn't expect it. And my husband is like, where'd that come from? I was like, I have no idea, but I have loved Chewbacca since I was a child. From eight-year-old 
old me who's been suppressing that for a long time. And like all the other characters, you know, they're all the princesses and all the like yeah. Ray and whatever. They're actors yeah. that don't look like the character, but Chewbacca looks like Chewbacca. Yes. Yeah. We've got so, one answer that's in that's yeah. pretty good. Deadpool? Yeah, that's a that's a pretty good one. The other one like, I thought, um Rocket from Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Because he's like very quick, very witty, right? Pete's always going to need that guy's leg. (laughs) I think if Pete Melfi, I mean, you think about some of the funny pranks that he has played. Yeah. Rocket's the same way, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I need this. I need this. And I need that guy's eye. Yeah. Right. I need that guy's leg. Right. Just it's kind of one of those. Let me throw this out there and see how far this will go. I would like to tell all tourists to turn around and go home. He's hard board. and sarcastic and says yes. he doesn't want to hug, but he deep down he's deep really down, softy, he, deep down he's and a he softy. Grows Groot from from a splinter. <laughs> yes, and then okay. raises him as a bad teenager. Okay, so I was going with he's kind of the noble everyman. Okay. So Ant Man. Ant Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Barbara Jean's gonna appreciate this. He has a resemblance to well, Paul Rudd. The problem is Barbara Jean's going through the catalog of uh, Marvel heroes that wear purple. <laughs> She's yeah. trying to figure out <laughs> which one. Well, you know, Ant Man was always one of my favorites as mm-hmm. a as a kid. Right? He's funny. Yep. He's very, noble. He he's self sacrificing and hardworking. Ant Man did jail time. Well, Can, I mean, we can't tell people about Pete's jail time. I'm not because there was none. I wasn't bringing that up. Yeah. But he had a redemption arc. He did. Uh huh. He did save the world. Yeah. In he a, absolutely. He does. did a hundred percent save the world. Uh-huh. So yeah, he came up with the whole thing. So I think Ant Man's pretty fitting. All right, like, you guys need to let us know. We got. He is even more noble from his origins and didn't do time like Paul Rudd. So there's Dead Man, Rocket, and Deadpool. Deadpool, Dead Man, <laughs> Ant what movie was I Deadpool. watching? I was watching Evil Dead this week. No, it wasn't. Um, I so hope not. Deadpool, Ant-Man, and um, Rocket. And Rocket. So you guys got to vote. If you have somebody else, let us know. Right now, um, Keely's got Deadpool as the only one. You've got... I've got Ant-Man. And I've got and Rocket. Bobby said, is it a height reference? And Ant-Man goes from giant Ant-Man to micro microbiotic size in the Ant-Man. comic books so, um ant-man no. dr dr pym was also mm-hmm. goliath oh yeah he could go he could go really big mm-hmm. and he could go really yeah, yeah goliath yes so he was a, he was an original member of the avengers there that's mm-hmm. my nerd moment of the week you guys are on your own from here on out mm-hmm. but yes and he's played by the always youthful always funny and always topical paul rudd See, I'm not a huge Paul Rudd fan. Stop however, talking. we must end the show now. However, <laughs> I thought his Ant Man character was amazing. Yeah, Paul Rudd's been in some like romantic comedy things, and I'm like, no, nah, I just not buying that. That I love, and you're gonna <laughs> stop talking now because we're slightly different. Did ages, you ever so turn I'm off sure. a podcast? Is our next question. <laughs> Amanda's about to hit the button. <laughs> Have you ever canceled someone? personally canceled uh, the rest of the week is going to be the paul rudd show <laughs> we are going to talk paul rudd all day long to be I fair tell. i didn't know if paul rudd was straight for the longest time because he uh, did to play be, a variety of characters with uh, to be real i never cared because i was never a paul rudd fan it never it's like that question never entered my mind it was like 
Ladies. Do I ha- if I saw Paul Rudd on a movie poster, going, I was like, I ain't seeing that movie on any movie theater. Ladies, please find Mike Davis <laughs> on Facebook and private message him every Paul Rudd picture and gift you can this week. Oh, so that when he comes no. back from vacation and no. he turns his phone on, it pings a thousand times uh, on Paul Rudd's face. <laughs> please make them Ant-Man so I can at least enjoy that. I, I thought he did a phenomenal job in all of... Mm-hmm. The, the Marvel Avengers movies, movies, the yeah. Avenger movies, all of those. He just he fit perfectly into that. In the original Ant-Man, you're kind of like, hey, can Marvel pull this off? And they did. So, yeah. yeah. They did a good job with right. that, I thought. So right now, we don't know. You guys are going to have to let us know about Pete. Yeah. We need comments. Yes. Or come up with a better Or one. let Pete know in the morning which superhero. Oh, you guys can definitely let him know in the morning yeah. which superhero is. Pete, you're my superhero just mm-hmm. like such and such. And maybe if we do a super good job at that, yeah. then Troy will find that and that will be the comment that Listen, he mentioned uh, in the morning show. I, I will tell you that um, the fact that you're mentioning um, Pete as the superhero and not mm-hmm. Davey or Troy should start its own little discussion on the morning show. He is also the boss. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is the Mike Davis Show for Monday. Uh, Thank you all for your comments. Thanks for watching. We'll be back tomorrow. Yep.